Natural Selections is supported by Tug Hill Tomorrow Land Trust, helping kids and their families fall in love with nature. Learn more at TugHillTomorrowLandTrust.org. Well, if you ever doubted that all things are connected in the natural world, there's more and more evidence. And uh, a couple of stories have to do with fish. Yeah, you don't, as an ecologist, normally look far beyond the little ecosystem or the little species you're dealing with. But people are learning now that things are connected that you didn't normally think of, like if pond life is connected to the forest around it or vice versa. So one of the neat connections that was recently discovered has to do with uh, adding fish to a little pond like you might have in your neighborhood can actually benefit the wildflowers or the weed flowers around the pond. And this is something that does happen. We know people do this. They put fish in ponds. They see, oh, look, a pond. Let's put some fish in there. Yeah. So people aren't doing this on purpose, you know, but it's an effect uh, that has been found. So the way this one works is if you have the flowers around the pond, just kind of growing normally, they're little pollinators, the flies and the bees that come there. And sometimes dragonflies come by and they'll eat the flies or the bees. Well, the dragonflies spend their youth in the pond as a little nymph or a little larva down there. So the idea with this was people started to notice that if a certain pond suddenly now has fish added in there that eat little baby dragonflies, there are fewer adult dragonflies out there to feed on the pollinators of the flowers. And sure enough, they can actually measure that the flowers do better. They're, they're <laughs> better pollinated. They make more seeds. They grow better. So fish help flowers around the pond in that case. But it's also a warning to be careful because things like that can have unintended negative consequences too. So one example is in the high mountains in Colorado, uh, people began to stock uh, trout in some of these remote lakes, and uh, they happened to like to eat the little tadpoles, larvae of newts, aquatic newts, little hmm. salamander-type things that live in the pond. And at some point, the adults would emerge and go out on land, and they were important. The newts, you mean? Yeah, the newts. Yeah would come out. Yeah, not the fish. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that would be in really interesting. That would be really interesting. But uh, so the, the newts would come out on land and they were eaten by other animals like garter snakes and things like that. And it turned out when the fish were added, there were fewer newts coming out and it was actually hurting the native garter snakes. Yeah. So there's a connection you wouldn't necessarily guess at. So so this all raises the questions about... Um, you know, I mean, people do stock ponds with fish and introduce this and that. But what about just invasives? I mean, there's so many invasive species. Must be kind of wreaking havoc on the what was the traditional balance of lots of different communities. I mean, you know, flowers, bugs, whatever. Well, that's kind of the spinoff of this kind of study, why it's so important. So we already know that a lot of invasive species can have undesirable effects like Purple loosestrife that's uh, spreading around. It grows in the shallows and wetland areas. Tall, and stuff. spiky. Beautiful purple flowers, mm-hmm. and people like it, so they help spread it around, actually. <laughs> but um, it, it can crowd out the native plants, so that's kind of easy to see. But because of these invisible connections, uh, people are noticing that there are other consequences as well. So there was a study done on purple loosestrife when it comes into a pond there. It, adds lots of these showy purple flowers, and that attracts pollinating insects, the flies and the bees and stuff that weren't normally there. 
So you get this bonanza of flowers. So good for the pollinators. So the pollinators start coming in. Now you got this giant insect community and, you know, you probably have spiders and birds eating that stuff. Well, then, of course, that's more food for the dragonflies in that area, too. So more adult dragonflies are laying more eggs in the pond. More of those little tiny little baby dragonflies. So one of the fun things was there's this otherwise invisible change in the plankton of the lake because of the loosestrife. And that's because there are more of these little baby dragonflies in the pond and they eat plankton animals and change the whole structure of the food web down on the microscopic level. The bottom of the food chain changed by the flowers of the loosestrife. Fascinating. Well, thanks very much, Dr. Kurt Steger of Paul Smith College. I'm Martha Foley at St. Lawrence University. Natural Selections is produced by North Country Public Radio with natural sounds by Ted Mack. The program is underwritten by Paul Smith's, the College of the Adirondacks, 800-421-2605.